Welcome to the B Major Podcast with Noah Aronson. I am Noah Aronson. I'm a recording artist, composer, performer, and intentional mover. I create music and interactive experiences to activate creativity in the mind and body. This podcast is a playground for you to explore the intersection of wellness and creativity. My process involves activating the voice by dropping into the body. I developed this method to help me battle depression and anxiety, and now I'm excited to share with you how creativity can be a powerful modality to add to other wellness and healing practices you may have. I call it the Revoice Method, and all of the music you'll hear on this podcast will be a result of this creative practice. Each week, you'll hear interviews with practitioners working in the wellness and creativity space, be guided through meditations, and will be invited into my revoice method. It is my belief that we are all quote-unquote creatives, and when we can activate our creativity authentically, we can all be happier, healthier, be more joyful, we can all be major. Welcome back, B Major friends. Today's episode is all about reducing stress and how we may or may not even be aware of the stress that we are experiencing in any given moment. I interview Jeannie Colwyn, who is a breathwork and stress coach, and she talks all about the importance of using techniques like breathwork to bring down our central nervous systems from a place of stress to a place of rest. To me, I access my creativity much more easily when my body is in a place of rest. If you've ever experienced that aha moment or had a flash of inspiration just drop into your mind, these typically happen when our minds are in a place of ease. When our minds perceive a threat or are working hard to solve a problem, we tend to shut down the creativity centers in our brain and that's when it can wind up feeling a lot more like work. When we can learn how to reduce our stress and anxiety, that is when we can tap into the magical experience called the flow state. Stress is inevitable, and stress is also essential for growth. When I go into the gym, I'm purposefully putting my body into a place of stress because I'm seeking growth. One of the reasons why running is such a great practice is because it takes us from where we are at in the moment, and it raises our heart rate up, putting us in a mindset of stress, so that when we stop, our parasympathetic nervous system triggers more easily and we can experience the flood of endorphins that kick in, telling us that we can rest and just relax. This is true in breathwork as well. We purposely breathe vigorously at first, elevating cortisol and stress hormones, knowing full well that there will be an end and a release at the end of the practice. If we don't have a practice for reducing stress, then our bodies can actually stay in an elevated state of stress for too long without release. This builds up toxicity in our bodies and eventually can lead to all sorts of pain and illness. This is why I think that our rest practices are essential for us. If we want to experience flow state for longer stretches of time and have more aha moments that feel like they just drop down from heaven, then developing a regular practice that reduces your stress levels will be essential for you. So let's drop into intentional practice before the interview. Find a place where you can be still for a moment and just let go. You may right now be in a place where you are currently experiencing stress and you might not even know it. So let's tune into our bodies and see if we can tap into our breath. Notice your breathing right now. Without judgment or trying to change it, 
Just notice the pace of your breath. See if you can feel your heart rate. You can even put a finger up to check your pulse. See if it's fast or slow right now. When was the last time you listened to your heart? Let's take a few intentional deep breaths together, bringing air deep into the belly, up through the chest, and then exhaling it out through the mouth with an audible sigh. <sighs> Try doing that a couple times on your own. Letting your breath come back to a normal pace. See if you can release all the tension you're holding in your body right now. Is there tension in your jaw, your neck, your shoulders? Can you release in those areas just a little bit more inject a bit more softness and ease into your body. you'd imagine that you are a sailor at sea. The winds and the waves are working in your favor today, and you've set your sail perfectly. You notice a storm coming, and the waves start to pick up and get bigger. But since you are a seasoned sailor, you notice the storm and simply redirect the sail away from the storm towards calmer waters. In a few moments, you are back in still water, clear skies. You were able to avert disaster and you are safe once again. Life will always present us with storms. The waves of emotions will always rise up within us. We cannot control the storms and we cannot control the waves, but we can control where we direct our sail. Take a few more deep and intentional breaths, knowing that you are safe and at ease. Begin to invite in a bit more movement into your body. Rolling back the shoulders, nodding the head, rolling the ankles and wrists. And when you're ready, open your eyes and prepare yourself for my interview with Jeannie Culwin. moment be your blessing 
So I'm speaking today with Jeannie Colwin, who is a stress coach and breathwork facilitator, as well as a nutrition coach. I recently had the honor of attending one of her virtual group breathwork sessions, and I have to say it was truly transformative. Jeannie, your ability to hold space, making everyone feel seen, and also giving permission to everyone to go on their own personal journey was truly quite profound for me. You have a lightness and a joyful spirit when you teach, and it was an honor to witness you in that space. Jeannie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It was so great to connect with you and then especially to have you in my class. Yes, it is quite a journey. It's an experience. It's really not something we can cognitively share, but it is quite powerful, intense, profound, deep spiritual work. So thank you again for having me here. The essence of the phrase, you just had to be there. Yeah. Because there, there, you can talk, we can talk about it all we want, but people need to experience the power of breath work. Um, I've heard, you know, before I got into breath work uh, for my own personal practice, I heard people talking about it a lot uh, and saying they had really wonderful experiences, but I never really quite understood until I started doing it myself. Uh, of all the modalities that I've tried with meditation and mindfulness and yoga, Tai Chi, there's something about breath work that just gets right to the core of my being and opens me up. So uh, when I found out about you and the work you were doing, I, I ran to try to connect with you to see if you can come on this show. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Yeah, no. And I mean, when I think about the experience, really, this is the work and the light that we're doing. It's because we are just in our heads all the time. We are in the cognitive. And, and I've heard my mentor say it's like riding a bicycle or swimming. You can read all the books about it. You can driving a car, you read the manual and you know how to do it cognitively. You take the course or swimming, you read all the books, but there's no substitute for actually doing you don't know how to swim until you get into the water right you know i was so nervous to drive a car right i had passed the test my driver's test but driving oh my goodness and so it's the experience and that's what really what we're talking about is we're getting into our body and we're getting out of our head which is such a radical act nowadays i was talking to a client recently and she said that she heard the advice just sit still so my brain immediately is picking up of, okay, great, sit still, first up. But see what happens is when we sit still, we go back into the mind. The mind takes over. So sit still, I'm feeling some stuff. Let's say I'm angry, let's say I'm sad. So sit still, what I would think in the past is, oh, sit still, and then I'd ruminate. And then I'd think about why I'm angry, why I'm sad. And that's the big mistake is that we're sitting in the cognitive, we're sitting in the thinking, and thinking our feelings is not the same as feeling them. And this is huge, and this is like the embodiment work that I do, and there's such this disconnect. It's, oh wait, just me thinking, thinking, or judging about the situation, about my feelings is really not the same at all as feeling, and it's huge. And I'm like, oh, and you know, I heard the phrase too, mind over matter. Which again, mindset work, it is so important, but now there's like this resurgence of trauma, emotions, energy, it's in the body. And we tend to be so disconnected from the body, which is why I believe this is revolutionary. And it's getting into your body. This is where the magic, this is the transformation. So, so important that we're talking about this. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been uh, historically been plagued by just being too in my head. And I've used all of these practices of embodiment to help get myself out of that space, um, not like sit in the pain too long. But I'm wondering, is there some aspect of it which feels like bypassing? Like, oh, oh I ha I'm having a negative thought. That means, oh, let me try to not have that negative thought. Is there a way that we can do that that would be actually not great, that maybe it's good to sit in that pain a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you're going to hear all these cliches in my classes, and I'm sure when we talk right now, right, this whole good vibes only BS that I'm like, I bought the shirt, you know, I have the sweatshirt. Oh my gosh, good vibes only. It is BS. You are a human being. I'm a human being. This is the human experience. Yeah, and they actually have a word for it. Have you heard of toxic positivity before? It's like a thing. I've been preaching this for years, and now it's like a thing, right? So this toxic positivity, this spiritual bypassing, 100%. So I say in breathwork classes, 
good vibes only. Uh uh-uh. uh. All your vibes are welcome here. All your emotions. There are no good or bad. But yes, let's talk about that because, especially in the spiritual community and like deep work with even forgiveness, right? Forgiving somebody. And I'm all for that. That's great. But we really do have to do the healing work and the processing. And so if we just go from they hurt me and I'm sad and I'm angry, but I want to be spiritual and a good person and bypass it right into forgiveness, that's really not doing the work and the healing. And it's really going to stay in our body. What you're saying is that the healing doesn't take place in the mind. The healing takes place in the body. So if I love what you were saying, cause you're right. When I've experienced, you know, when I do my meditation practices and my stillness practices, I now have, have discovered in terms of my routine that I can't start my day with meditation. I have to do movement first and get to a place of still of inner stillness by being in my body first. Cause if I start it the other way around, I'm just spinning in my head. And, but so you're saying what I, what I think I hear you saying is that, you know, this stuff, exists in our head and the healing happens in the body, but maybe the brain makes us aware of what's happening and we can just train ourselves to say, oh, this is happening in my brain. Let me bring it into the body and see what my body has to say about this. Right. Yeah. I say to clients and I say in breath work, body first. So the body, have you heard someone say, this is so funny, if like maybe you're upset or you've said it to yourself, like calm down or relax, right? cognitive does that ever work right if you are really anxious and i said noah just calm down thanks oh sure i didn't even think about that of course yeah or something happens and we just say okay relax i'm fine or you're it's cognitive it's the mind and better to lead exactly to your point yes the body first let's lead through the body so breath work of course isn't the only way sounds like physical activity is huge for you as for me actually there's studies that physical activity is seen as the best way or one of the best ways to complete the stress cycle response. So body first, we're going from bottom up. So it used to be like this top-down approach. That's why traditional therapy, cognitive therapy, right? People are really running, well, some people are realizing that it's not enough. So just talking about your problems all the time or the past for some people and with me personally in my health journey wasn't enough. I just felt like a victim. It was cognitive. It was, but stuff wasn't, I wasn't moving forward. It was just a recycle of stuff, kind of old paradigm with a top down approach. Mind, we're thinking that's going to heal us, right? And so now the resurgence is, oh, body first. So yes, so body, so that's physical activity, that's through the breath, that could be through, you know, laughter and play and creative expression, which I know is huge because you're an artist. So all of these modalities in the body. So body, that will tell the mind, you know, like there's studies where if there's a accident or there's some something that you just like a near miss and the body's kind of in the fight or flight. Have you ever experienced that where you're like, oh my gosh, shock. And then you're safe, the body just saying, okay, I'm fine. The car didn't get into an accident or you're okay. Just telling ourselves, no, we got to get into our body. So breathing, doing some embodiment, whatever we need to do, you know, like shaking even. It's, it's actually what animals do in the wild when there's a near miss and they're in fight or flight. They actually shake it off. If you've seen ducks in the water in the pond. Yeah. And so just shaking for four minutes. And there's YouTube videos about it. It seems silly, but hey, four minutes, that's a great way to release some of this stuck energy. Yeah, so body first. And then the mind, the brain's going to follow. So we're teaching the mind to follow the body. That's why with exercise, we feel so good because we're using the body. And it's like telling the mind, oh, we're safe. Yeah. Hugs, they say 20 seconds of a hug. It tells the body we're safe, the nervous system, then the mind's like, oh, we're safe. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I totally resonate with what you were saying about cognitive therapy. I was in therapy for many years um, and was very appreciative of it. But I found that, you know, in one breathwork session, I was able to accomplish like what I, it took me a year to get to that level of openness and sharing and like deep like inner child work. And it just, it, it just opens up something unlocks in a breath work session that it, I was never really truly able to do with just sitting on the couch and talking. 
Yeah, and I hear that a lot, and it's so beautiful. And I think for many people who were maybe as kids, it wasn't as common or they didn't feel comfortable. Many men who work with me, right, this you have to man up and be strong. Women too, of course, but a lot of people in society – So we've pushed things down. We've had to be strong for so long and caregivers. And so breath work, what I love about it too, is at the end, we had a beautiful share circle and you shared openly from your heart, but you don't have to. People come every week with me and they don't share anything. And that's what's so beautiful. You can, the healing happens collectively as a group and you don't have to talk about anything. So this practice would be really great for someone who maybe is hesitant to do some of this inner work because they're not comfortable expressing or they're not really sure about a coach or a therapist. But exactly to your point too, I was really frustrated with the traditional therapy for myself. I was like on a very long healing journey and it just kept me in a victim loop. And I thought I was great at expressing my feelings because I could cry, you know, I talk about things and I would cry and she's telling me I'm doing great <laughs> and it's just a repeating of it every week so coaching is really about moving forward and a lot of the stress is internal it's our beliefs it's our perfectionism or people pleasing it's the internal and I think a lot of us think of stress as the external only the the job the relationship so that's why the shifting and the peace happens so beautifully with this work because Maybe in the past we think, when I change these external stressors and how we say, like, how's that going for you, right? With our last 2020 where you can't control the outside. I mean, so much was out of our control. So there is so much of this internal we can. And wow, it's powerful. It's so powerful. It made me think of that phrase, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. I think that's a Tony Robbins quote where Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you know, I was just, I went through, you know, some, some life stuff recently. And my first inclination, when I felt that pain, it's like, why did they do that to me? Or why did that, why is that happening to me? And then I realized like, no, this is happening for me. This is like, this is what, like, this is uh, pointing at some pain points for me that I need to be seeing. I need to be feeling and experiencing this. This is an opportunity for growth an opportunity for expansion. You know, it's like, this is, it's not this, the stress out, outside is you, you can't control that, but you can control how you respond to it. And you can listen into your body and see why is this causing me so much stress? What's happening here that's making this so painful or so stressful for me? Yeah, and I think honoring those feelings first too, because I think sometimes we judge our emotions, right? So whatever the situation is, oh, well, let's say if you're going through a breakup, for example, oh, well, we weren't married or we were only together, I don't know, six months. And so we judge it. And so, hey, I tell clients, you could have one date and be heartbroken. I mean, this is the the human experience. And so we tend to judge. And so let's say you had something that we're judging as not serious or I shouldn't, right? The shoulds. And so this just gets locked into our bodies. So it's that Yes, it's happening for us and we can see the lessons, but I always like to encourage myself, it's okay to feel it too, right? Like I get to experience it. And I think that's what we were talking about too with the spiritual bypassing. So it's, oh, how do I feel without judging? Oh, I shouldn't. My friend said this to me. I shouldn't feel this way. Wow. How can I? And feeling our emotions when we're used to hanging out in our head, we don't even connect with our, we don't know how we're feeling. It's called the being dissociated, which I was completely dissociated because I had such health issues. I don't want to feel anything. It all hurt being in my body with chronic pain hurt. So I really re- emphasize and emphasize and relate to men and women who tell me, I can't, I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Me too. You, you, you just mentioned chronic pain. And I, I usually start these uh, interviews with kind of asking people about their journey and how they got to where they're at. And I just love how the conversation has flowed so much. And I, I have 17 other questions that ha- that on the co- topic we were just talking about, but I also, I would love for you to share a little bit more about your own personal journey and how your journey led you to be doing the work that you're doing now. Yeah, so I always knew I wanted to be a life coach. I thought that was definitely the path, but there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of uh, imposter syndrome coming up. And actually what happened is I first started out as a health coach. So I was a teacher for 19 years in a public high school teaching Spanish. So that was my corporate gig. And 
I say it's not a nine to five. It's a 7.30 to 3.30, right? But it's very regimented and there's bells and there's very large classes in LA's public schools. As you can imagine, there's a lot, there can be a lot of chaos. And since I was teaching a language, I wanted my students to be talking, which I think is good. Makes me a good teacher. Let's talk. You need to be in small groups talking Spanish. You need to be practicing the language, which can be a lot of chaos in the room and energy, especially for like a little empath like me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling all this stuff. So yeah, when I was about 30, I started having really bad back problems. I wasn't sleeping well. I was in a relationship that looking back, yeah, wasn't serving me. And I started having flare-ups with chronic pain in my ankles, which literally is like, how can you move forward, right, without your feet and your ankles? So I spent a long time, about 16 years, with this chronic pain. I'd have flare-ups, and so I'd have good months and no problems, and then I'd get a flare-up, and it was all attached. So the anxiety, the depression, the insomnia, the chronic pain, right, the cycle. So dealing with so many Western doctors, and there's some great doctors here in LA, and that causes so much stress, as you can imagine, being on this hamster wheel of working full time, and like you're just in survival mode. It's like, as soon as the the classes end, it's get in the car, drive to the other side of town, doctor's appointments and tests, and the good news is really like nothing showed up, but then this internal what's wrong with me dialogue came up for a long time, and it was really painful. And I don't think people with these mystery illnesses and autoimmune, there's so much inside besides like the physical, right? And on the outside, I looked fine. And well, what's wrong with you? I don't know. It was really painful. It was a really hard journey. So I started getting into the spiritual work and the mindset. I remember Eckhart Tolle was my first kind of spiritual book. And Oprah did a whole course with him online. And right oh, it's the pain body. I've got some pain that's still in the body and, and kind of moving through that. Yeah. So I, when I first decided to finally leave my job because I wasn't aligned anymore and that was huge. A lot of teachers, we stay in it because it's safe. You know, the tenure and we've got the health benefits and the long-term security pension, everything huge for me, especially when you're really sick how am I going to pay for everything? And how am I going to do this without health insurance? So huge. That took a lot of bravery, I'll say, and courage to leave that. And and I wish I could have left when I had clients, right? Like, okay, let me just have like three, four, five clients, and then I'll leave teaching. But as a teacher, you have to leave in the summer. That's what is the good thing to do. Yeah. So I left teaching and decided to be a health coach. So I really was the nutrition and the health aspect of it. And as my health was improving, really got into that and then very quickly realized all of these things that are affecting people, it's through stress. And my stress, once I got that under control and got my nervous system regulated, everything improved. And like the stress and the anxiety that was fueling my symptoms. So I started getting into breath work, realizing, ooh, this stress and this pushing down of emotions is fueling my pain. So my chronic pain's gone. I mean, they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. Like, I don't have that. And it's such a success story, but it's possible because these things in the body need to be expressed. And when they're not expressed, they go into pain in the body. The mind's very clever. It would rather have physical pain than deal with emotional pain. So this work is based on John Sarno. It's TMS. So I do help clients with this because I did it myself. But basically, like I said, it's all fueled through stress. So helping people with their eating, of course I do because stress eating and emotional eating. But I'm not a, uh, you know, a coach for losing weight per se. So really the stress, that's going to affect our relationships. Stress is going to affect our career. So I really just dove into this and love that I found what is so aligned because I love helping people with so many different things. And how stressful is money? Now I coach clients on money and manifestation because it's all connected. So yeah, it's like this beautiful journey and, you know, making some mistakes along the way, which are, as you said, they're not happening to me. They're for me to get me to where I am today and to say, yeah, I'm super aligned and doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So great and so inspiring. I think it's really important for people to hear that you went through this journey yourself and it was a journey of self-discovery first, not something that you learned 
and studied, and now you're trying to teach. I think that, right. I mean, you know, you can hear people talking about all the time, oh, well, the, you know, it's, you know, your back pain might be an emotional thing, or your hip pains might be from, an, from some trauma or something that you experienced in your body. And then like, you're like, well, no, I just let me take a medicine for that. I mean, I'll, tr I'll trust the real doctors on those things. But like, it's really important to hear people who actually went through these journeys themselves, who actually were able to find healing on their, in this sort of journey. Um, I think we need more people speaking out about that sort of pathway um, as, as a possibility so that we don't get stuck in this system and this loop of, uh, you know, the, there's a, there's a, I don't want to, you know, put down the Western medicals, you know, system. I think that there's a lot of benefit to it. And there's a lot of really amazing people who are working in that field. So I'm not trying to say one's good or one's bad, but I don't, I do think that it doesn't help people get out of the system. It, it actually encourages people to stay in the system. And what we want is to have preventative care to not have you get into that in the first place. And also maybe you, you, you're, you're there for a time being, you need it for a little bit just to get you past that immediate wound, but then there's other pathways for sustaining your health afterwards. Yeah. And I think for acute injuries under three months, uh, injuries that happen, accidents, all those things. And then of course, yes, there are serious illnesses that are not going to be reversed with like a mind body. Yeah. So illnesses and certain things, but there are so many, health conditions that we think are only curable through a pill or some like magic thing and it's not and i'm just so passionate as you can tell about like empowering ourselves and not giving our power away to doctors i've helped one of my clients she's so funny she was um struggling years and years and years severe chronic migraines okay so migraines again we know a lot of us like it can be from stress but this stress and the like processing of our emotions she said to me she goes i feel kind of guilty because i did a fundraiser on facebook right for her birthday oh donate to the national i think it was like the national migraine association or something and she's like oh it's not structural right like we have the power in ourselves and i just want to empower people yeah if you're having chronic pain and it's great to go to a doctor to rule out more serious things because right. we can't i'm not a doctor i can't diagnose but so much of the chronic stuff right yeah. knees that just all of a sudden one day your knees hurt your back hurts you know i woke up and my back started hurting and then for months just nothing happened this is the body and the body like we said that's where the wisdom yeah. and that's all the messages and so we're not getting it from the brain it's coming from the body so yes that is so powerful so that's why breath work is just such beautiful synchronicity because it came into my life wait breath work helps with stress and this is the best way even still three years later with my certification with breath work it's my best favorite way to help with my emotions and feel better fast so it just goes perfectly with like everything i'm doing so we've talked about breath work we've said the word breath work many times now in the last 20 or so minutes yeah. but i would love for you to break it down and just explain what breath work is and how do we differentiate it between meditation or other practices i mean so many of these practices incorporate breath and ask us a focus on our breath mm -hmm. but what is breath work specifically yeah, great question. So let me just, I'll start by telling you a little bit about meditation and then we can kind of compare it. So meditation, when we meditate, which is a beautiful practice and actually breath work is an active meditation. But when we think of traditional meditation, let's say we're listening to a guided meditation or let's say we're just uh, quiet in this TM kind of meditation, generally speaking, we're not manipulating our breath. We're just quiet. There are some meditations where you breathe differently, but if we're just, okay, breathe and then think, we're trying to calm down our nervous system and kind of close the tabs of all these things in our mind, so to speak. So the goal I would say is definitely being in our body, calming the nervous system. I wouldn't say meditation, really the intention is to feel our emotions or to process or to do some of this like deeper work, right? So it's super important. The problem I have seen is a lot of people aren't meditating. <laughs> so when we say what's the best practice, I always say it's the one that you like and or the one you do. So if meditation is helping you and your work, you like it and or maybe you have a practice, great. I definitely think meditation is subtle 
most people don't have one meditation 20-minute session and like, wow, that was amazing, mind blown, like they do with breath work, right? Like people aren't generally, I felt like a year of therapy in that 20-minute meditation session. So, but definitely it's a compound effect with meditation and it has so many beautiful benefits. I'm actually, you know, a certified meditation teacher, so all good. And let's bring in the and, breath work. Breath work, I feel it's superpower. There's so many, but we know that the breath is one of the best ways to help complete the stress cycle response. So stress gets stuck in the body, emotions, trauma, or in the body. So we talked a little bit about how physical activity is going to help move that energy, move those emotion and breath. So we're actually doing a three-step, really easy, I would say simple, not easy breath pattern. And we're exhaling small amount. We're using our mouth to bring in a lot of oxygen. And what we're doing is we're actually moving some of the trauma, some of the energy, the motions in the body because how we said it's all in the body so we're lying on our back and we can be lying on the floor on a yoga mat or on you can even do it sitting up but generally so in my class it's about 27 minutes so what is breath work it is this powerful three-step easy breathing three-step breath where it's two inhales and an exhale it's an active meditation to move we can think of it like acupuncture with the chi and you know we're opening up the meridians and we're letting it flow we're processing emotions we're feeling them and there's so many benefits so in my session i'm coaching you the whole time and there's good music hopefully people like my music and there's different styles so i've been in classes where the facilitator doesn't talk much and of course you don't have to be in a guided breathwork practice but I think it's great for the encouragement. So yeah, it's an active meditation, breathing really, but there's so many benefits for boosting our creativity, our confidence, increases our mood, like it improves our mood. It really boosts, like in terms of like physically what's happening in the body, we're getting in lots of oxygen. We're turning off the inner critic, the ego, we're connecting to our heart. Like there is no magic pill, I tell people, but this is pretty close, right? If you could take a pill and you're like, all right, your ego is going to be like shut off for a little bit. This is the closest like holistic thing that, yeah, that I've I ever agree. seen. I agree. Of all of the practices, uh, breath work is definitely up there in terms of the most profound, uh, just immediate effects that have immediate positive benefits. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love your approach too, because you. Uh, in it, I've done. A, I've, I've worked with a couple of different breathwork teachers. I went on a breathwork retreat, and I was in a breathwork class, you know, workshop for eight weeks. And so I've done a, a, a fair amount of it with different teachers and uh, different guides over the years. But I love your approach because it actually felt like an exercise class. <laughs> it felt like a workout, like that. You know, at the end, I was like, oh wow, I, I went somewhere. That was that was great. So your your approach is. It wasn't so much about like the depths and the the spirituality and the psychology of it all which you it, you incorporate all of that beautifully but it just felt like okay let's like, like an exercise class like I was being guided through you know through a you know a class yeah it's it's I say it's a physical emotional and mental detox mm-hmm. yeah it's detoxing and physically too I mean this is not just woo woo right sometimes and I would in my past oh breathing meditation that's kind of woo woo right no I mean when we do this type of deep breathing using the belly diaphragmatic breathing we are releasing physical toxins from the body they say 70 percent can be released through the breath which is amazing yeah and when we're stressed i mean you can talk about all the effects that stress has on the body right with like the blood pressure and heart disease and all these things but i think that and what are we doing to numb and escape our stress and that's some of the things that I think that breath work really gets into the middle of because when you don't have these external things to numb out to escape you're forced to work on ourselves right like when I work with clients with food it's not about the food it's about your emotions it's about feeling anxiety it's about all the feelings that we don't want to feel and we consciously or subconsciously are going to food or whatever it is. I mean, I was, I famously tell this story that I was drinking sad wine. When I was sad, I drink wine and I wasn't drinking too much and it wasn't, you know, excessive. I'm not an alcoholic. So it's like, it's fine. It's fine. No big deal. And it's like one glass. 
And then I realize I'm looking at something external and that's giving my power away. So if for some people it can be work, working too much to avoid what we're feeling. There's so many things. We can give our power away in our relationships. Like someone else has to do something in order to make me feel something. Yeah, even with money. I know I've been working through that too of like, oh, I have a good day when someone pays and not, right? It's like the money. Ooh, now I'm giving my power to money. Social media, same thing. So it really is how much stress affects our behaviors. So when we're in our body, when we're connected, we're not going to all these addictions. I mean, there's so many. We could go through all the addictions Americans have right now, right, with porn and online shopping. They're all ways of coping. I say in my breathwork class, like, we'll do anything to avoid feeling our emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So when we actually are doing the work and when you're in a container like this where someone's guiding you, it's easier. It's easier when you know that, oh, the class is in 20 minutes and I might have some resistance, but I'm going to show up and resistance is normal. This is what happens every time I used to go to the gym. I mean, gyms are closed now, but right. It's like, I don't want to go. That's the mind. The right. mind's always going to tell you that the body doesn't want to do it. And we, our job is to get in the body and tell the mind, right? And then guess what? You go to the gym, most of us, it feels good. That's right. So the, what you were saying before, kind of looping back around, you know, if we remove the alcohol, the TV, the porn, all of the things that we go to to prevent ourselves from feeling the pain, then we feel the pain, right? And oftentimes we that starts in the mind. And what you're saying is as soon as we feel that pain or we experience it and we see ourselves looping in the mind, then we do a, a practice, whatever practice that is, some practice, whether it's a creative practice, playing piano, singing, dancing, whether it's a breathwork practice, a meditative practice, this is ex essentially what all of B major is about right now, actually. It's just like oh, the meeting point dang. between wellness and creativity. Like, what do we do uh, instead of all of the coping mechanisms? What are the self-care, self-compassion, ways of building self-love and self-worth that like allow us to say, okay, I'm giving myself this time to have permission to sift through this emotional stuff and move, let it move through the body. Because when I do all of those other things, it's staying in the body. And I'm actually often all of the other things are actually putting other junk into my body. You know, I, I mean, like mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm doing like a fast from TV watching right now. I haven't watched TV in like two oh. months. And I, like, I, realized how much I was just inputting into my mind, like all these images and sounds and stories and all of these things were just like, they were getting into me, into my consciousness. And like, what am I inviting in if that's what I'm just allowing myself to see every single night, you know? And like, so I'm, I'm trying to like, just clear space to let more opportunity for this to flow through what is actually trying to move through me right now. And the only way to do that is to kind of remove all of these external distractions. Yeah. I mean, beautiful. Yes to all of it. And here's the thing. If there's a takeaway from today, you got to do something, right? Mm -hmm. You got to do something. You, I mean, we can give ourselves the time, but here's what I mean by you have to do something. The doing something could be actually just feeling your feelings. So I think the misconception is like what we said. Oh, wait, I have to feel it. But see, people aren't feeling it, Noah, right? They're sitting there going mind over matter or I'm going to sit like sit with your feelings, but they're not feeling it. They're in their mind. He right. did this and she said this and I'm so angry. And so then they're like, I sat with it. Why isn't it helping? Because right. we've never learned the art of because we're thinking it. You can't think your feelings. You can't judge your feelings. You have to feel it. And so, and this is some of the, you know, obviously this is what breath work does and this is what I work on with clients. So that's the first point. Yes. So when you take away the distractions, you're left with this raw, vulnerable, these emotions. And we're not saying just like, I guess it's, I just want to make sure that it's clear. It's like, okay, if we take all the things away and then we're saying, okay, so be with yourself. But what we're saying, you and I, is move through it by feeling it. So ironically, it's like, I don't want to feel it. Here's the rub. By feeling it, processing it, that's how you move through it. The only way out is through. Right. So I think what people, and I'm getting all this clarity right now, I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> like, let me make sure that I'm getting this clear is that we're not saying like sit on the floor and just do and like the thinking and poor me and victim or the anger, right? I mean, that's fine. No judgment. 
and how do you feel? Like what's the body telling you? What are the sensations in the body? How is it moving through you? So I think, yeah, really important. For years in talk therapy, my therapist would, would ask that question and I would have no answer. I would have no clue how to answer that question. And they never asked, well, what does it feel like in your body? I never, it was never part of the cognitive therapy experience. And then they would try to go back to my childhood and the stories and we talk about my parents and my relationships or or some, you know, some of the more Freudian psychologists would try to, you know, have me talk about them and what's my relationship with the therapist itself, you know, which is fine, but it just felt like I, I, I was just staying in my head the whole time. And I find you know, I have a journaling practice. I have a meditation practice and those things too. Like I, I'm actually getting clarity in, in this, in this interview right now, because those things are still really cognitive. And I really like what lately has been really moving for me is my dance and intentional movement practices, my Tai Chi practices, my breathwork practices. Actually, that makes me think, can people do breath work on their own? Is it safe to do it on their own? I know that yeah. um, there's, a, there's some people who have a fear of hyperventilating. And so they don't want to, they wouldn't want to do a breath work session alone because they're afraid of what, what might happen. And, and, you know, does that need to happen in a contained environment or can they do it on their own? Oh, great question. Yeah. So hyperventilation. So let's get, dive into that beautiful question. So actually, there's no way you're going to hyperventilate during, well, I don't say no way, but I've never seen it. None of my mentors have any seen it. So what you're doing is you're bringing in tons of oxygen into the body. So hyperventilation, maybe if you're doing breathwork incorrectly, but like I said, it's never been documented that I've seen. So when we do breathwork, we're bringing in tons of oxygen into the body. So hyperventilation is a lack of oxygen. So you're bringing in more than maybe you have in your whole life or what you're used to, especially so the diaphragm's a muscle. So if you're not used to it, it might, you can, people actually tell me sometimes it could be a little sore in the diaphragm, but it's a muscle. So it's like your biceps. It's safe and there's nothing wrong. Yeah. So breath work is the opposite of like completely of hyperventilation. Now you can feel some sensations. And this is what I think you're referring to, which is a great point. There could be some tingling, there can be some numbness because you are, many of us, not used to bringing in all of the oxygen and you've got energy moving through you and all of these things. You're alkalining every cell in your body. So definitely some of these things, it's great to talk about, are from this big amount of oxygen that you're bringing in, you're moving toxins out of the body. So I always tell students that they're safe, And yeah, the mind can get in this, you know, fear loop, but you know, you might even feel a tiny bit dizzy because there is so much oxygen, but we're safe. We're on the floor. So yes, you can. I would recommend that you just start with 10 minutes. I would recommend definitely working with a practitioner or taking a class first. And I have videos. I actually have a new like free, I can link that up and share that with you if you like. I actually have, it's being edited right now, a free mini breathwork session that's all on confidence and worthiness because I surveyed my audience and I said, I want to give you something free and what can you do on your own? And I asked them, what are you guys struggling with? What topic do you want? And they said confidence, worthiness. So that would be a great one. So you can use that as your guide and then just continue an extra 10 minutes on your own. So yes, it's super safe. I mean, look, let's be honest, even yoga has some danger, right? I mean, technically you could you could fall in a handstand you could break your wrist so even yoga i do have you know my students sign a waiver because technically in breath work yeah if you jump up in the middle of a session you could get dizzy but really like all the side effects are so temporary they're safe it's like a little tingling numbness you know tiny cramping but after breath work we never have any like side effects or anything like dangerous your body could be a little tired which like you said because we're processing and it's a detox physical mental emotional but yeah super safe like of all the practices that i've seen it's super safe yeah where can people go to find out more we will definitely link all of that those resources in the the podcast details and and post it on instagram so that uh, everyone can try to find you as best as possible. So just tell us a little bit about where people can find you and get more information. Yeah, awesome. So if you live in the LA area, then definitely reach out to me, especially because we're starting to do in-person classes again, breathwork, which that is 
just another level, right? It's a level and on top of another level. So on Instagram and on Facebook, I'm at Jeannie Colwin Coaching. And we'll link that up. And then it's JeannieColwin.com. Yeah, so those are the places you can find me. And I teach online classes every other Sunday. So there's also recordings on that. So if you can't come live, you can access access that. Yeah, and then I do, of course, stress coaching one-on-one. So super exciting. So once again, we've been speaking with Jeannie Colwin, who's a stress coach and breathwork facilitator. Thank you so, so much for taking this hour and just diving deeply in. Uh, People didn't know that before we started this uh, interview, Jeannie led both of us in a really beautiful prayer practice that helped ground us and and get us connected. And uh, she is the first person to do that in all the interviews that I've I've done. And so I am so grateful that you set the intention for this interview and that it flowed um, as, as, um, fluidly as, as it has in the past hour. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit and all that you are offering in the world. And I hope that we get to stay connected. Oh, thank you. Such an honor to connect with you and serve your audience. And yes, it is all possible and it is all working out for us. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Bye. So once again, thank you to Jeannie Culwin for being on our show and for helping to remind us the importance of reducing stress in our lives. We will add links to connect with Jeannie so you can learn more about her and the wonderful work that she is doing. That's our episode for today. Make sure you are subscribed and connected to us on all the social media platforms to stay up to date on everything that we're putting out into the world. My YouTube channel is filled with examples from my revoice method, and I would be honored if you would share them with your friends and community to help spread the creativity. My album, Move, is available on all streaming platforms and on my website, www.noaharonson.com. Make sure you are also receiving our newsletter so you can see where I've been and if I'm going to be performing in your area anytime soon. We release new episodes each Wednesday and are very much excited to keep exploring the meeting point of wellness and creativity with you. As always, I'm reaching out to you through your speakers or your headphones to remind you that we are all creative, that you are creative. And if you were inspired by this episode, please go out and create something. Make sure you tag us on social media so we can see and share your work with our B Major community. We'll leave you today with an impromptu prayer that Jeannie actually led us in before the start of the interview. Until next week, don't forget that we can all be happier, healthier, more creative, and that it's never too late to be major. Ready? Yeah, let's energetically connect first. Cool with that? All right, so we can just like put our hands on our hearts. I'll lead it if you're cool with that. Yeah. All right, let's just sink into our hearts. Feel your feet on the floor. Take a few deep breaths together. We can ask God, Spirit, Universe energetically connect us for health healing for those who need to hear it we ask we pray for whoever needs to hear that that this message this these words can inspire help and heal others that the message has the impact and so it is if you want to add anything let it come through us let it heal let it help and inspire